Hey, and welcome to the Healthier You podcast. This is the number one place to be if you are a female leader looking to massively up-level your health. My name is Sarah Elizabeth and I'm your host. I'm a women's health coach with a mission to guide you into becoming the CEO of your health and your life. So each week we'll delve into topics to help you optimize your health, whether that be hormones, gut health, mindset, nutrition, personal growth, and so much more. I am so, so excited that you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Healthier You. I hope that you are having a wonderful day so far. I most certainly am. I actually took the morning off this morning and went for a trail run with one of my gorgeous friends um, who lives around 40 minutes away from me but still in the hills somewhere but more kind of like the Yorkshire Moors way and I haven't spent much time in that area but it is absolutely stunning. It literally looks like Scotland, you guys. It's so beautiful and so we did a five mile trail run which absolutely humbled me to be honest um there were waterfalls all the way around it was just absolutely gorgeous and then we stopped for a coffee and a croissant as well on the way back which was just so nourishing and I've come home I've made myself a lovely cup of tea I've had some um sourdough toast with some salmon and I'm sat down with a cup of tea it's absolutely chucking it down outside and I am just feeling all of the cozy vibes so I'm really really excited to dig into today's episode and today we are delving into gut health. Now I have so many ideas for gut health related podcast episodes but I figured I cannot even go into detail on gut health until we have done a foundations episode that really just locks in like 101 how do you improve your digestion and this is going to be exactly what this episode is all about. So I would say that around 98% of the women that I speak to in a work capacity struggle with digestive issues. And the problem with digestive issues is that they can also lead on into other issues, right? So for example, constipation is a really, really common one among women in general and something that I personally struggled with. For anyone who doesn't know, I was diagnosed with IBS when I was a teenager, a young teenager, and put on meds that I was told that I was gonna need to be on for the rest of my life three pills a day with every single meal when I tell you that it made absolutely zero difference and I was still keeling over in pain, bloated, never able to go to the toilet, anxious in every social situation because I just couldn't get a handle of my gut issues, literally ruined my university life as well. But this is something that I see really, really commonly. And unfortunately, with gut health issues, it tends to roll on into other issues, right? So with constipation, for example, we have the problem that if you're constipated and things aren't exiting the body properly, then we've got recirculation of toxins, hormones, all of these different things um, that then cause havoc in the body, right? If you're not digesting your food properly, you're not going to be able to absorb the nutrients from your food. And if you're not absorbing nutrients from your food, then your body literally doesn't have the fuel that it needs in order to carry out daily tasks. And so there are so many reasons as to why gut health really relates to every other part of your health. And 
Obviously, we're going to go into detail on some of those. I'd love to do an episode on the gut brain axis. This is going to be something that I delve into, but we needed this episode first. Um, There are a few others, the gut skin axis, really, really interesting. We'll go into detail on those um, as well later on down the line. But today, we are really going to talk about the absolute basics. Like, what do you need to know that you can do for free for the most part? literally today to improve your overall digestion. And there are a few mistakes that I definitely made on my healing journey and that I see other women making all of the time. And these are, for example, looking for a supplement to help, which, you know, if I had a pound for every time somebody asked me, what's the best probiotic? What's the best supplement to improve my gut health? What supplement's going to improve my um, gut health? And, you know, of course there are supplements that can really support you. But in my mind, you have to have a lifestyle shift actually in order to create really, really great digestion. And, you know, it's it's frustrating because I feel like the world that we live in currently is not necessarily set up for us to have optimal health, which is why we need to kind of work as best as we can to create an environment where we can have optimal health. So example, in if you are in optimal health, ideally you'd be waking up first thing in the morning and having a successful evacuation and you'd be feeling, you know, um, empty and ready to go for the day. But unfortunately, because we have this kind of nine to five masculine kind of structure of a day, what tends to happen is we're waking up first thing in the morning, we're getting to it straight away, we're rushing around ready for work, we are, you know, getting the kids off to school, um, we're trying to do so many things as soon as we wake up in the morning, our nervous system is completely on edge first thing, you know, we're woken up by these crazy, you know, um, alarms, I don't know if you have an iPhone, but if you do, the alarms on those things are just absolutely like gut-wrenching first thing in the morning, literally, and so we're not really really in the optimal environment sometimes to create bowel movements that are really satisfying and therefore gut health that is really optimal. And so sometimes um, you have to tweak your routine and your kind of lifestyle, the way that you eat, the way that you live, what time you go to bed, what time you're waking up in order to support a really good, um, what I call it is working on your overall digestive hygiene and how you actually do it in the same way that we have our sleep hygiene. You know, we wouldn't just jump into bed without cleansing our face, without brushing our teeth, without getting into our pajamas, having a shower, whatever it is that we do to get ready for bed. We wouldn't just face plant into bed and be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have a fantastic sleep in my makeup, in my clothes from the day before. We understand that we have to prep for this very natural process that we need to do and digestion, the overall um, experience of having positive digestion requires the same level of commitment. And so that's why it's really, really important. And for some of you who are listening today who struggle with your gut health, these things that we're gonna talk about in the episode today may sound simple, they may sound basic, but these are the things that are real needle movers. And even for some of the uh, tips that you may think, oh, I've heard that one before, or, oh, right, okay, yes, someone said that before, or whatever, then really ask yourself, but am I actually embodying it, and am I actually doing it, and I totally appreciate that for a lot of us, uh, you know, doing it 100% of the time is probably not going to be possible, and there are going to be meals where we, you know, don't eat mindfully, or whatever else, and there are going to be times where, you know, we're not prioritizing our digestion, or the work just has to get done, 
But can we, for the most part, when we can, and control the controllables? This is something that I always say to clients is control what you can control. Because even if you just control what you can control and don't worry about the rest, it will still make a massive difference to your overall health. So that's the first mistake that I often see is, you know, this reliance on a magic pill, a supplement that's gonna give us this really quick result so that we don't actually have to do the work. And unfortunately, in the gut health space, there is just no nothing that will do that for you. We have to implement the basics that we're gonna be speaking about today for even any of those supplements to take shape and to actually work, right? And the second thing that I oftentimes see is doing all of the things when it comes to gut health, but not doing any of them consistently. So it might be, for example, that you are taking a probiotic, but you're doing it quite sporadically and you're not being consistent with it, or you are eating mindfully, but you only do it once a week, or you're taking this supplement, but you're not doing that one consistently and you're eating this food but you're only doing it you know once a week or whatever it is we're doing lots of different things and then because we're not doing them all with our full intention and our full effort then none of them are really moving the needle and then we end up in this situation where we feel like we're doing all of the things but nothing is working and the truth is you're doing all of the things yes absolutely but the consistency of any of them isn't there and that's why we're not seeing an improvement in our digestion And again, these are all mistakes I've made. A lot of them come from shiny object syndrome, where we basically look at TikTok and someone says, the internal shower is the way to heal your gut. And then of course we do the internal shower once or twice in a week. And we're like, well, I've tried that. But by the time we finish that, we've seen something else and we've seen something else and we're trying to do everything and juggle everything. And what I will say, and I think this will give you so much uh, relief is that you don't have to do all of those things. The chances are if you picked one or two things that are specific to your problem um, in terms of things like supplements and little hacks and things like that and you did those consistently you would probably see a lot more result in terms of results and the way you feel versus if you try and do all of them completely and consistently and this kind of mirrors in every other area of our life right if we're in a situation where we're trying to juggle all of the things the chances are all of those things are not going to get done very well but if we focus our time and energy on being intentional with a few small things oh my gosh magic happens it's incredible and so those are the two things so I think before we kind of move on to really looking at the basics really ask yourself like what am I doing currently around my digestion do I have digestion hygiene like do I even know what that means do I even do I even practice that at all um and am I just looking for supplements but not really willing to sit with my body and ask it what it needs and give myself the space to improve my environment so that I can have good digestion which we'll talk about in a little bit more detail in a second and then the next one is you know what am I doing consistently because maybe I need to simplify things actually and maybe I need to stop putting myself under so much pressure to do all of the things and maybe I just need to choose two or three things and do that really, really consistently. And then you'll probably notice that you get such a better result in terms of what you're trying to do for your gut health. So let's talk about improving your digestion 101. What do we need to get started with? The first thing we need to start with is the knowledge that digestion is not just about your stomach, right? I think when we talk about digestion, immediately our mind goes to, oh, well, that's about my stomach. Maybe, you know, we think straight to bloating. Maybe we think uh, straight to experiencing wind or whatever it is but actually your digestive process starts with your thoughts it literally starts with your thoughts and actually if you look up the entire gastrointestinal system 
you are literally looking at everything from your lips to your esophagus, to your stomach, to your liver, to your gallbladder, your pancreas, your small intestine, your large intestine, your rectum, and then of course your anus. And every single part of that process is not only hugely important for your digestion, but they all play different roles in your digestion. So if one thing isn't working optimally, then you can bet your bottom dollar that it's going to be um, having a ripple effect on the rest of your digestion. I think a lot of people believe that your digestion is just happening in your stomach. And therefore, if you've got a digestive problem, it's just in your stomach. But actually, it's really like this waterfall effect where like, if it's a stomach problem, well, it may not be a stomach problem. It may be something that's starting in the mouth. It may be something that's going on in your liver. It may be something that's going on with your gallbladder, right? Um, Actually, a lot of people who have their gallbladder removed then struggle with constipation because bile really supports um, peristalsis, which is essentially the movement of your gastrointestinal tract so that you can, um, so that stool can empty, you can, can be emptied uh, from your system so it can move through your system. And so every single part of the digestive process is really, really important in creating optimal digestion. And we need to ensure that we're looking after every single part of that process so that they can do their job, so that it's passed down the line well enough to be able to get digested, get excreted. So what do I mean by your digestion starts with your thoughts or maybe in your brain, right? Have you ever just started thinking about food? And within that process of thinking about food, has that ever then caused this kind of chain reaction of thoughts about food and then maybe some saliva starting to form in your mouth and maybe then you start to notice that your tummy's rumbling a little bit you know it kind of starts this cascade of different kind of reactions within the body even when you just start thinking about food especially when you're hungry or maybe you've walked past a bakery one day and they're baking some fresh bread or whatever it is and you walk past it and you smell it and straight away you know Notice that you're starting to saliva, right? Now, saliva is a really, really important part of your digestive process. And so as you think about food, as you really get into that mindset of like, oh, I could really eat that, or oh, that smells really, really good. Your body's like, cool, let's go. I'm getting ready to digest this. And so saliva starts to form so that when you potentially eat said food that you're thinking about, that you're walking past, whatever else, it's go time, it can deal with this, right? And so you can already start to see where problems might arise for someone who is A, not really in tune with their body in terms of, you know, if you are someone who isn't noticing these kind of reactions happening is it because you're go 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 all the time and you're not leaning in to how your body is feeling to cravings to uh you know what's happening in your body and are you in fight or flight so is that impaired but also I think a lot of us obviously run to the shop and get something quickly as a snack and so we're not really doing that kind of prep um to experience uh, really optimal digestion because we're just kind of like getting something from maybe like a drive-through or um, you know getting something to go uh, when we're on a lunch break at work or whatever it is we're getting something to go and we're eating it there's no preparation time there's no time for your brain to start kicking into gear for your thoughts to start kicking into gear which is why I'm absolutely obsessed with things like the slow cooker for example because if I'm hanging around at home and I've got my slow cooker on all of a sudden as the food is cooking 
cooking, I can start to smell the food from downstairs and straight away my body is like getting into the mindset of like, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna eat soon. <laughs> this is food that I'm just about to eat. And so the same goes for cooking, right? If you are cooking, if you're hanging around in the kitchen whilst you're chopping up all of your veg and you're putting meat in the pan and you're starting to watch it sizzle and you can naturally smell it and um, you're thinking about eating this food, you're naturally, that the digestive process at that point has already started. And so where you can start to see a little bit of a disconnect there from when we're running into kind of shops and picking something up really quickly and eating it before we've even kind of sat down and looked at it, right? And so here's the first tip, is that if you can really spend some time with the food that you're gonna eat or spend some time prepping for the food that you're gonna eat, and that doesn't mean to say never get a takeout or never, you know, never eat on the go. I know that life happens, but for the most part, can you give yourself a second with your food so that you can really prepare to digest the food in the same way that we prepare to go to bed by doing all of the prep work can you prepare your body and get your head into the space of I need to digest this food and so you know this is where like a gratitude practice before food um, is really really helpful right because you're looking at your food and you're saying you know I'm so grateful that I that I have food today I am so I'm preparing my body to eat this I'm grateful for it I'm receiving it with gratitude and love and I'm excited to eat it and to feel nourished from it and so you're really setting that intention that you're going to digest the food really well and you don't have to sit and you know pray before your meals or anything like that if you don't want to but really just taking a second to smell the food to look at the food to anticipate eating the food and I think a lot of the times this is where things like emotional eating can come into play as well because if you are someone who isn't giving yourself the space to anticipate your food we're always seeking for that next best thing right we're always seeking for the other thing and I remember when I struggled with binge eating and I would literally eat um, something whilst thinking about eating the next thing, right? So I'd never like sit and be present with the current food that I was eating. I would always be thinking about the next thing that I was eating and what's the next thing after that and what's the next thing after that. And I think sometimes we really need to adopt this, um, you know, sense of mindfulness around what we're eating. And even just from the very get-go from that prep um, and from that kind of like cooking piece and trying to cook more at home and trying trying to spend a little bit more time with our food purely to help your body digest it properly and you will notice a massive massive difference I know that this stuff sounds really really basic but you will notice a massive difference in your digestion if you just let yourself think about the food that you're eating first and really anticipate eating it so the next thing that's really important to consider is chewing and the process of chewing and how important this is for optimal digestion So in traditional Chinese medicine, they have this saying, which I absolutely love and I share with clients all the time. And it's basically that you don't have teeth anywhere else in your body. And it is so true. It's literally so true. So the way that you break down your food on a mechanical level, the only way that you can do that in your whole digestive process is by actually physically chewing your food. There is nowhere else in your digestive system where that mechanical kind of chewing happens. And so it is your job when you first start eating to chew as much as you possibly can and literally drink your food because that is literally the 
best chance that you are giving your body to break down that food even further and then be able to actually absorb the nutrients from it so that the nutrients can then travel to the relevant part of their body to do the job that they need to do, right? And so you can see again how this can cause a cascade of different issues even before we've looked at the actual stomach or supplements and there is no supplement that will chew your food for you. And so it's really, really important to take stock of how you're eating your food at the moment. And if you are someone who eats really quickly, if you are someone who um, just tends to like completely lose track of time when you're eating, I know a lot of people um, do this. I was someone who really, you know, I, I had such bad kind of digestion hygiene, especially when I struggled with my relationship with food. And there are so many synchronicities between poor gut health and a poor relationship with food because what happens is if you're someone who's been restricting for example and trying to eat as little as possible or you're constantly thinking about food or you find that you're obsessed with food or whatever else and then all of a sudden you're presented with a meal absolutely I'm gonna hammer through it there's no way that I'm gonna give myself five minutes to prep for my food and to you know eat it slowly and mindfully and really really enjoy it absolutely not (laughs) and so I think if you are someone who is kind of thinking about these tips and thinking oh my goodness like yeah I'm I eat so quickly I never chew my food I never sit with my food for even a second before it's on the table really ask yourself like does my relationship with food need work am I in a place where I'm in such scarcity around food that when I'm at the table and I'm eating or maybe sat on the sofa and we'll talk about that in a second um, and I'm eating my food that I'm not even present because I just want to wolf it down Um, and really ask yourself if your relationship with food may be an issue here or causing an issue around your gut health because the chances are that it absolutely might be right there's no coincidence that I'm diagnosed with um, IBS whilst I'm also really struggling with my relationship with food right and at the height of my binge eating um, issues and so really starting to evaluate not only like do I do this or not but why is it that I do this is it because I'm letting myself get way too hungry and therefore I am like over consuming because I just haven't um you know I'm I'm just so like in need of food that I just cannot control myself I'm completely hungry and if that's the case, maybe it's that we need to start eating more so that this doesn't happen, so this isn't a knock-on effect. You should never be absolutely desperate for food when you're eating because it's really, you know, it's bad for your um, digestion to let yourself get that hungry in the first place, but then it often means that we're overeating later on in the day. And so really considering like, how is it that you're actually eating your food? Are you eating it quickly? Are you actually chewing it? And really letting yourself chew it. And actually, oftentimes there are some clients that I've worked with and they really struggle with bloating and digestion. And we really just put in those two things, like spend a couple of minutes with your food before you um, actually start eating it or cook it and smell it and be in the environment of it for a little bit first and then chew it really, really slowly. And that solves their issue, literally. So this episode really does have the power to completely transform your digestion obviously if you've got SIBO or you know you've got um other kind of bacterial imbalances or whatever else it is then it may need to be a little bit more complex than this and that's okay that's why you've got practitioners like me to support you through that process um but I think everybody should have access to this information of what you can do for free that applies to everybody to support their digestive health and so chewing your food is really really important if you think about what the process of actually chewing your food does it breaks down your food to increase the surface area of the food so that your body as it moves through the digestive 
um, process and enzymes are being released and stomach acid comes into the mix and can break it down even further, all of those amazing nutrients that are in the food can then get utilized by the body. And that is really, really important. If you think, um, you know, that a lot of health issues come from nutrient deficiencies or come from mineral imbalances, and you know, it might be that you are eating those foods. It might be that you are getting enough vitamin A, for example. But if you're not actually absorbing the nutrients from that food because your digestion's impaired, you know, that causes a vitamin A de- deficiency or whatever it is, you know, whatever nutrient it is. And so it's really, really important to consider, you know, sometimes a deficiency isn't a deficiency. It's the fact that you're not actually able to absorb your food very well. And so really working on these things will increase the amount of nutrients that come into your body and you're eating anyway. So you might as well take five minutes longer and putting this put in this really good digestion hygiene. So the next thing that I wanted to speak about is creating an optimal environment for you to actually digest your food. So this includes your posture, for example. If you are hunched over and you're literally scrunching up your digestive tract as you're eating, then already you're causing havoc on your digestion because it can't actually move through the system properly um, because you're hunched over. And so even if you can straighten up your posture and eat in a straight manner, and it's things like for example sitting on the sofa with a tray watching the tv is like not a great environment for you to digest your food because not only are you really hunched over and kind of like crouching down to the tray but you're also potentially you know watching the tv in the background which also kind of impairs your digestion because you're not focusing on your food again with being at your desk at work again it's not always going to be possible for you to not be in that environment sometimes you have to have working lunches sometimes it just happens otherwise you're not going to hit your deadline and I would much rather you eat and hit the deadline versus hit the deadline and not eat which is probably the priority you would take especially if you're a type a personality who likes to get everything done and so really you know allow yourself when you can control what you can control and sit upright so that you're giving your body the best chance of digesting the food and allowing it to move through the system I don't know if you've ever done this where you've like lay on the sofa and eaten something and oh my goodness it just feels so gross in your body because it's just you can just tell that it's having a hard time moving through this the system And so paying attention to your posture is really important. Pay attention to what you're actually doing as well, because, you know, it's really, I know it's not, it makes me sound like such a bore to be like, don't watch TV while you're eating. But at the same time, again, going back to this idea of you really have to get your body ready to uh, digest your food. And it's kind of like you wouldn't try and sleep and watch TV at the same time. You recognize that you would probably have to turn it off in order to get to sleep. Otherwise, you know, the chances are, um, you know, you're still going to be wanting to watch it. You're going to be fighting to stay awake you know that you're not going to have an optimal sleep when the tv's on in the background so it's kind of the same thing your body needs to concentrate on actually um digesting your food especially if you're watching something that is really um that's really quite thought-provoking or maybe that makes you feel anxious like murder series and documentaries and things like that and your nervous system is all jacked up and then you're like trying to digest your food and it's all just wreaking havoc on your overall like ability for that food to move through your body so really considering you know just pausing the tv going over to the table um chewing your food slowly and really really enjoying it and being mindful with your food eating gets to be this really incredibly nourishing experience that almost feels meditative it almost 
feels like a ritual and you can make it as such if you really give it the time of day and again I was so bad for this when I struggled with my relationship with food and I swear that this is you know so like a huge part of the work that I needed to do was how I was actually eating because all I would do all day long is think about food and then as soon as I actually had food I would eat it really quickly I wouldn't pay any mind to it and I'd be probably like concentrating on something else while I was eating like watching tv or doing something like that and then of course an hour later I wanted dessert because it hadn't even registered to me that I'd eaten because I was just consumed by other things and so it's really really helpful to just take the time even if it's just 10 minutes and actually when you time yourself eating properly like eating chewing your food um you know putting your fork down in between chews so that you can really concentrate on chewing rather than loading your fork up while you're chewing your food so that you're concentrating on the next bite rather than focusing on the bite that you're on what you'll probably find is that your digestion improves massively but you're also not experiencing so many cravings later on because in your mind it's really registered that you've had a really good meal and that you feel a lot more satisfied because you've eaten slightly you've broken down the food properly and you've really taken time to actually kind of sit with your food and let it be like a not only a physical process but an emotional satisfaction like I emotionally feel like I've eaten because I think when you're eating and doing something you're then like oh but now I really want to enjoy some food (laughs) and then you go and get chocolate or whatever else and I'm laughing because I've done all of these different things. And so really trying when you can to spend good quality time with your food and take your time with it, chew it properly, you know, spend a couple of time, uh, a couple of seconds looking at it, smelling it, um, anticipating the food before you even get started. And this will make a massive, massive difference. So the final thing that I wanted to speak about, and I could go on all day, but I'm aware that I've already been chatting for about half an hour. And so the final thing that I wanted to speak about is the vagus nerve. And so I know that we've spoken quite a lot about the nervous system and the impact that that has on your health. The vagus nerve is a huge, huge part of this process. Essentially, if your nervous system is jacked up and stressed out and on edge, then the way that that is going to communicate to your gut is via the vagus nerve. It really controls the way that the gut works, right? And so if you are in fight or flight, if you are in sympathetic state and your nervous system is on edge and you're stressed out, then it's going to communicate with your gut like, hey, I'm in danger. I do not have the capacity right now to digest food because I'm so busy being uh, chased by a tiger is what it will think, right? Because we're all animals at the end of the day and we're all still hunter-gatherers is deep down there somewhere and so naturally our body will communicate okay blood rushes away from the gut and it rushes to hands and feet right and this is why when we are stressed we might feel like flailing our limbs about you know we see it with kids all the time where they're throwing a tantrum and they're moving their hands and legs and you know they're kind of like expending their energy that way and that's because when you're in fight or flight your blood rushes away from your gut and therefore um, to your hands and, and, and legs and you can't then digest your food as effectively because your gut's not actually getting the nutrients it needs to function properly and so you know 
you might have heard of this kind of uh, saying, you know, tone the vagal, vagal, uh, vagal nerve, support your vagus nerve, uh, calm your vagus nerve, that kind of thing. Um, what they're talking about is essentially like calming your nervous system so that you can do things optimally. And the reason I say things is it's not always just your gut that's affected, right? It's the same with, um, you know, the way that your hormones are being excreted. If you're in fight or flight, there are certain hormones that are just not a priority and therefore the body's like, sack them off, we're in danger we need to worry about this and so supporting your vagus nerve supporting your nervous system before you start your meal is also really really important and this might look like for example taking a few deep breaths before you eat and really kind of like telling yourself that you are safe, um, trying to forget about whatever meeting you've got to go to later or meeting you've been in or, you know, really trying to be present in the moment by taking a few deep breaths and giving yourself a couple of minutes to really sit with your food before you actually start eating it and, um, you know, creating an optimal environment again. So maybe it's playing music. Maybe it's, you know, if you're eating lunch with people, asking them how their day is and laughing, you know, when we're, whenever we're on holiday, I don't know if you get this as well, but I, I hear it all the time from clients is when we're on holiday, oh, I can just tolerate all the foods. I can digest all the foods so well when I'm on holiday. And then as soon as I get home, I get all of these symptoms and it's like, okay, well, in that case, is it a food intolerance or is it that your nervous system was calm while you're away? And if your nervous system was calm while you're away and you could tolerate those foods, maybe you can tolerate them at home if you digest them properly, right? And this is another reason as to why I mentioned in the acne episode around um, you know sometimes food intolerances aren't intolerances but if you're eating your food going I'm going to react to this I'm going to react to this I'm going to react to this and you're jacking up your nervous system the chances are you won't digest that food properly because you're telling yourself that you won't right and so really spending the time calming your nervous system putting some music on getting yourself into a relaxed state I love listening to meditations when I'm eating especially when I'm eating on my own and I even do it with my morning coffee as well especially if it's a nice day I like to sit outside with my coffee and put my headphones in and listen to a meditation and I use the whole thing as a really meditative experience and if you teach your body that it's safe to sit and eat then straight away you will notice that you digest that food so much better I think that especially with the female leaders that I work with who are type a personalities running their own businesses managing three million things at once what they are doing is then the food is happening um as a uh, you know as a kind of byproduct whilst they're working or whilst they're thinking about something or whilst they're strategizing something else and so really using that kind of time to sit with your food as like a joyful experience that feels nourishing, that feels like self-care. And so even, you know, if you don't have time to meditate, if you don't have time for a mindful practice, make the time that you're eating be your mindful practice. And I promise you, you will notice such a difference. And, you know, I'd be lying if I told you that I do this all the time. There are 100% days where I am not with it, where I'm busy, where I'm juggling a million things. There are some days where I want to put Legally Blonde on while I'm eating. And that's okay. That will happen sometimes. But ask yourself if for the most part you can do this, if when you can control, the controllables can you control it and I do think you can get to a place where for example depending on what you're eating and depending on what you're watching um that you know you can potentially do the both where you have something on in the background whilst you're being really mindful with your food but I think that takes a lot of practice of being mindful with your food first before you do that and not watching anything that you're like so glued to um that you're just not you know anticipating your food or being really present with your food and so 
I'm going to leave it here. There are so many things that I wrote down to talk about in this episode that we just haven't gotten to because it's getting long, but we will cover episodes on things like, I want to do an entire episode on stomach acid. I want to do an entire episode on constipation. I want to do an entire episode on the gut brain axis. There's so many different ones that I want to do, but I just felt like it was a complete disservice to go really deep on gut health issues without really mastering the basics of how to support optimal digestion before you've even looked at any of those things and these are really the basics and so I really really encourage you I know that a lot of the things that we've spoken about today are kind of like ah oh that feels like a lot of work and oh that feels quite basic I don't know if it's going to heal my symptoms I promise you it will make a massive difference and the question is that even if it improves your symptoms by say 30% would that be worth it because with the debilitating digestion issues that I struggled with, I would have taken 30% or 20% or whatever, you know? Um, Obviously I've plucked that number out of my head. (laughs) But if that was the case, would it be worth it? And for the most part, I can imagine that to be yes. And so as always, thank you so, so much for joining me for today's episode. It has been a joy to chat all things gut health with you. I really, really hope that you've enjoyed this episode. I really cannot wait to do more episodes just like this. And so if there's a particular topic that you would like to talk about, if there's anything gut health specific that you'd like to know, if there's an episode that you'd like on gut health that um, perhaps you want to make sure that I cover, just drop me a message on Instagram. My handle is at Sarah Elizabeth Health, Elizabeth with an S, not a Z. Gosh, the amount of times people are like I can't find you and then it's because they're using a Z not an S it happens all the time it's so frustrating the amount of times that I've even thought about changing my name just to make life easier for just me and business in general um never thought about that when I started my business like would people be able to find me because they may not be able to they may not spell my name correctly so yeah (laughs) anyway I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day as always please do give it a screenshot a share let me know that you're listening and um, leave us a review that always really really helps it helps people to find my podcast which is also really really useful and yeah sending you lots of love and I will speak to you next time